Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Real life does sometimes have to take priority. So sometimes we just need to direct our energies elsewhere. So the question is, how do you return to writing after a long absence? Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Several years back, I got this dream job in the performing arts department of a multi-arts complex in the Catskills of New York, where I live. Life was jam-packed. At that time, my kid was going to school in his father's district, so I was driving two hours a day, getting him back and forth, in addition to working six days a week. I literally had no bandwidth for my own writing projects. And for a while, I was okay with that because all my creative impulses were satisfied by the work I was doing. I mean, I was writing every day and I loved the work I was working with and writing about some of my idols like Twyla Tharp and Palabula's Dance Theater and Ballet Hispanico, etc. So my urge to write was satisfied. And for three years, I didn't even touch any of my other works in progress. I didn't even glance at them. Then the pandemic. Work stopped. Now, pre-pandemic, we had thrived on live dance and music performances. And now all our live dance and music performances were canceled for two full seasons. We were all paid through a recovery grant program and eventually we were fully remote, but there was a lot less work and I had more time on my hands. My kids' school was entirely through Google Classroom and we rarely left the house. And so I picked up my works in progress and started writing for myself again. But I was rusty. Even though I'd been writing a lot over the previous few years, magazine articles and press releases and so forth, it was a totally different muscle. And my story writing muscles had atrophied. 
I wasn't as limber as I had been prior to this career. Now, this wasn't the first time I'd put my stories on hold for a long time. Real life does sometimes have to take priority. So sometimes we just need to direct our energies elsewhere. So the question is, how do you return to writing after a long absence? Now, before we dive in, I want to encourage you to start slow, ease into it. Don't feel the need to go full blast into writing a story or writing a book. No, I mean, unless it's something that comes to you, of course, follow that impulse right where the energy is. But if you haven't written for months or even years, in some cases for decades, you may be feeling some resistance or even a lot of resistance, or you may be feeling, oh gosh, how do I even start? And that's totally normal. It's better to ease back into writing slowly. Otherwise, you risk stopping again for an extended time because writing is a muscle. It requires practice. It's no different than running a marathon. You don't just get out there and run the marathon. You train. You build endurance. Writing is a rigorous practice. So if you're feeling resistance or you're rusty or you're feeling anxiety about it, ease into it. So here are some ways I ease back into my writing whenever I've been away from it for an extended period of time. So number one, start by reading. So one of the first ways I often ease back into writing is to read. What helps me is to go to my local library or Barnes and Noble and just hang out. You know, just being around a lot of books, the smell of the books, the energy, browsing books I haven't yet read, this often gets me going. It inspires me. You know, these days we're often purchasing books online like Amazon It's a very sterile, transactional experience, and it's kind of removed. It's not the same as that tactile experience of being in a bookstore or a library. So go to your local bookstore or library, pull up a chair, and browse some new books. I also go back and read stuff I wrote maybe 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. I go back and I find a touch point It might be things I wrote in a journal. Often, I'll just pour over the story collection I wrote in grad school, or I'll read stories I started but never finished. This always puts me back in touch with why I'm driven to write in the first place. Also, because I've had so much distance from the material, I'm able to see it more objectively just like any reader would. I'm not as attached to it. And so I'm able to see what works and what doesn't. And this is often the jumpstart I need to get back into it. So read, immerse yourself in a place where there are a lot of books. Get in touch with why you write. Look over some things that you were writing before you stopped. You want to get in touch with the intrinsic drive, not the external drive. So the external drive is 
to get published, right? But that's not enough to sustain the sheer work it takes to get to a publishable level. Number two, start with something small. Don't focus on the end result. Focus on starting. Don't set out to write a novel or a short story or a memoir. Just explore what you have to say. Just focus on starting. Now, I keep coming back to something I heard James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, say. He said, optimize for the starting line, not the finish line. Optimize for the starting line, not the finish line. I mean, when you think about it, writing is all about starting. Every time you revisit your material, you're starting again. Writing a story, writing a novel, writing a memoir is a big thing. And starting something big or even new is extremely difficult. But you'll never get to the end of your story if you don't start. So rather than work on something big, focus instead on getting started. Start small. Start simple. Start with something ordinary and write it in great detail. Don't try to start with something epic or brilliant or extraordinary. Ricky Gervais tells this story about when he was 13 years old and he was getting bad marks on all the short stories he turned in for his English class. And when he asked his teacher why he was getting these terrible marks, his teacher told him that he'd likely get better marks if he were to write about what you know. So Ricky, being a smart-ass 13-year-old, wrote about what he thought was the most boring, mundane thing imaginable. He wrote about a day visiting an elderly lady with his mother, and he wrote it in painstaking detail. And guess what happened? The story impressed his teacher and he got really high marks. So he learned that making the ordinary extraordinary is so much better than starting with the extraordinary. So you don't have to lead with the extraordinary. You can start with the ordinary and get to the extraordinary. So to get back into the writing groove, write about something you do every day in painstaking detail. It could be your day at work. Observe your coworkers. What stands out about them? What strikes you as interesting, annoying, or curious? For example, in my early 20s, I taught ballroom dancing at a Fred Astaire studio that was in this catering hall above Lorraine Murphy's restaurant. Now, the place reeked of old wine. It had these uh, worn out stained carpets all over and just this little square dance floor built out of square wooden floor tiles. I mean, it wasn't even a proper dance floor. There was one window all the way in the back of the hall, and it was covered in a blue curtain. So the place felt like a funeral parlor. 
And it was run by a father and two sons. And the father, an old portly but jovial and really lovable man, would sit behind the desk in the back of the hall. And he had this habit of lighting cigarettes the wrong way. So I found this really endearing because you'd be talking to him and he'd be lighting the cigarette on the wrong end and then he would realize, and it was just hilarious. I found it really endearing and it's a detail that I remember. So the idea is to make the ordinary extraordinary. And when you slow down and write about the details, this is a great way to limber up your muscles. And number three, Mine your memories for material. Memories are a great starting point because they have a lot of emotional charge. They're potent and they keep us connected and engaged as we're writing because they carry their own momentum. Follow your instincts here. Again, don't try to write something brilliant. Just explore what comes up. Explore what you have to say. The best way to enter a memory, I find, is through concrete details. For example, when my brother and I used to walk to our bus stop from the Catholic school we attended, we used to stop in the candy store while we were waiting for our bus to come. In those days, we rode the town bus to school. They didn't have school buses in those days, at least not in the private school that we went to. In those days, candy wasn't just something you got at the dollar store or at CVS. In fact, there was no dollar store or CVS back then. All the stores were mom and pop stores, and we actually had these really big candy stores. So we'd go in our school uniforms and blow our allowance on candy. The other way I get more concrete with a memory is to do research. Our memories are not really that reliable or accurate, and they really are constructs of our imagination. Even if you're writing something that you lived through, you probably don't remember everything. And again, the purpose of this isn't to report the experience, but to convey the experience, to explore what's significant about it to you. For example, if I'm writing about our trips to the candy store, I'm going to do a little research. I don't remember what kind of candy we actually had in those days. So I'm going to do a little Google search. And what I find is I get a list of the types of candy and the brands that we had back then. So there was Wacky Packs and Razzles and Wax Lips and Laffy Taffy and Pop Rocks. And then I have to look for the story underneath. What is it about the candy store that was significant? Why is this memory popping up? What's the deeper story? Well, my brother and I came from a troubled home life. And so the candy store was the way we transitioned from Catholic school to home. So it was a little bit of a salvation. It was a little bit of a rest for us. But this memory leads to other memories. In particular, when my brother was about seven, he stole 
a candy bar or something from the candy store. And he got caught by the store owner or the store manager. Now, at that time, the candy store had this area where the manager did the accounting. So it was this walled in area with a platform that led to a second level, but it was open. And I remember seeing my brother up there sitting like he was in a kind of jail and he was forced to stay there until my mother got out of work to pick him up. Now, this leads to more memories about my brother, and I start to connect the dots. So there are some common patterns here. So one memory leads to another. One memory begets another and another, and you start to see some common themes, and you start to connect the dots. Now, this works for memoir writers, of course, but it also works for fiction writers because you can bend the details and mix what's real with invention. Again, the goal is not to write a story or book. The goal is to open up your material, to give it some air. You may very well be on your way to a full-blown story or a book, but you need to explore what you have to say first. So, Focus on getting started. Don't focus on the finish line. But what if you're having a hard time getting motivated? What if you're struggling to even start? Well, most of us wait for motivation to start writing. I mean, we wait for motivation to start a lot of things. We think we need motivation to get ourselves writing, but that's not how it works. Motivation kicks in after you get going. You can't feel your way into the act of writing. You act your way into feeling. You have to write to produce the feeling of being motivated. It's a lot like exercising. I am rarely in the mood to exercise. I don't always feel motivated to take that walk or hop on the yoga mat. I only feel motivated once I'm out there, once I'm on the yoga mat, once I'm in my first down dog or warrior pose. So start writing and the motivation will come. Then if you have a system in place to keep you going, then that system and the process will take you where you want to go. You have to have systems in place to support your writing. That means you have to get clear on where and when you're going to write. So let's talk about where you're going to write. You know, sometimes our environment is working against us. It's hard to write consistently when our environment isn't supporting us. So anyone who has kids knows how challenging it can be. When Kaz was a toddler, My writing desk was in a corner of the living room, so I was smack dab in the middle of a very active preschool kid who never napped. And the truth is, I wanted to be with my kid, so my maternal drive was at odds with my creative drive. They were totally incompatible, so I started getting to my desk at 5 a.m. every morning while the rest of my family was asleep and that changed everything. That was about 13 years ago, and I still get to my desk anywhere between 5 and 5.30 
a.m. every morning. It's a habit that's stuck. Now, throughout the years, I've had my writing desk in living rooms or in a spare bedroom if we had one. Now I use our third bedroom, which is just the right space. I'm surrounded by my books and my journal. I always have a notebook at the ready. I have my computer set to go to sleep around 10 p.m., and then it wakes up at 5 a.m. In fact, I can see the light from my computer turn on from the window above my door in my office as I'm waking up in bed. I'm also the type of person that needs to vary my environment from time to time. So occasionally, I'll take my laptop to a different area of the house or even outside or to the art and community center I take my kid to where there's all these cozy sofas to write in and nothing beats a good pen and paper. So I always have this packed in my bag. You want to make writing accessible to you. You don't want to put up any barriers. So even if you can't be physically at your computer, which most of us can't be all the time, you can still keep your practice going. So let's talk about when you'll write. Consistency and repetition is key to any writing practice. So you want to find times when you're at your optimum. For me, it's first thing in the morning. I go for longer sessions on Saturdays, and the first three hours are when I get the most momentum. After that, it's diminishing returns. Again, ease into it. Maybe for you, 20 minutes, five times a week is a good way to start, and you can build up from there. Remember, you have been away from writing for a while, so you need to build up endurance. For you, your best times might be morning, it might be evenings, it might be just weekends, but you want to make writing an automatic habit and you want to show up. Okay, here's what I want you to do next. I have a free PDF with nine story starters that can give you a jump start. You'll get writing prompts and writing exercises to get you started, and to ignite story ideas that matter to you. These are really simple ways to get you writing. To download yours, head on over to nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. That's Nancy with an I, Pinuccio with two C's, nancypinuccio.com forward slash start. I'll link in the show notes. So let's wrap this up. If you've been away from writing for a while, whether it's weeks or months or even years, ease into it. For now, just explore what matters to you, what interests you to write about. The idea is to start with something small. Don't go full blast into writing a book or a story, just find your way into your own material and get in touch with why you love writing in the first place. If you're feeling resistance or anxiety, start out number one, reading. Revisit your old work, maybe something you left in progress or something you even finished. Spend some time in the library or the bookstore, pull up a chair and read a few paragraphs or a few pages of some books that pull you in. 
Number two, start with something small. Rather than start with something epic or extraordinary, start with something ordinary and use details to make it extraordinary. Find the extraordinary in the ordinary. Don't go for the end result. As James Clear says, optimize for the starting line, not the finish line. Number three, mine your memories for story material. If you can get some quick, small wins, for example, by starting with a memory that begets another memory that leads you deeper into your writing, you start to get back some of your confidence and your motivation, and most important, the momentum to keep going. Don't wait for motivation to strike. Create your own motivation through the writing itself. And be the architect of your own writing environment. Do the reps. Repetition and consistency is the best way to ensure that you never go too long without writing. And if life does demand you put your writing on pause, you can always find yourself back to it with ease and confidence. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email. Sign up over at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.